Hi, and a warm welcome to the Homepreneur Show. My name's Amanda Brown, business consultant and founder of the Homepreneur community. I'm here to help you overcome the challenges of running a home-based business. Whether you're just thinking of leaving the nine to five or you're a seasoned homepreneur, my aim is to provide you with guidance on productivity, focus, and motivation so you can maintain the perfect work-life balance. This year, I celebrate 20 years of working from my home office through both the ups and downs. You can discover the show notes, free courses and downloads at www.homepreneur.co. So let's get started. A warm welcome today to the Homepreneur Show. And today I have the great pleasure of interviewing Stacey Landau, who is a yoga teacher and qualified yoga therapist. So welcome, Stacey. Thank you. I'd like you to introduce yourself to the Homepreneur community. Tell us all about what you do, what your background is, all about your training and how you help people remain healthy and calm and focused. I started practicing yoga almost 20 years ago. It was not something I had thought about practicing or doing, but I stopped doing karate, didn't know what to do, fell into a yoga class and really, really enjoyed it. I started to notice that for me, um, it gave me the opportunity to explore myself a little bit better, not just physically, but mentally. And I became pregnant. I practiced pregnancy yoga. And it was during that time that I really thought, this is something that I want to do. And I came from a totally, totally different background. I was working as an account executive. So I'd always been in offices, um, whatever my position was, but never sort of in the therapeutic field. And as I said, I decided to become a teacher. So I enrolled, first of all, in a short foundation course to see what it would be like, see how I would, it would resonate with me. So I finished that course. And then I enrolled on um, the British Rule of Yoga Teacher's Diploma course. How long was the training, Stacey? The training actually was over two and a half years because British Rule of Yoga at the time, and I don't know if they still do the same, thought, and I totally agree, that it's better to spread it out. So we would only meet up once a month. We would have assignments to do in between our meetings. We would be expected to go to yoga classes. So it was spread out with the idea that during this time, you develop personally. And that's really, really true. It takes time for change. And I think if you're cramming a course into a very short period of time, you don't have that opportunity. So that was my first big course, should I say, my first teaching diploma. At the same time, I was also studying and practicing on a one-to-one basis. So I had a teacher who I would go and see. I would have my own home practice. So I've always come from that one-to-one background as well. And that has continued until today, actually. I still study, um, well, not study, but have one-to-one tuition 
um, and guidance from one or two teachers, actually. I mean, it's plain to see that yoga has become an extremely, I don't really like to use the word popular, but certainly it's something that has really captured the imagination of society. And I think in this day and age, when we're rushing from, you know, pillar to post, we're overwhelmed with so much information, having that time alone to uh, rest and recuperate as well as strengthen and uh, become flexible is just so important. I mean, you know, I don't know very much about it, but can you outline for the listeners the main benefits from practicing yoga? Yes. I mean, there are many benefits. And generally, the preliminary benefits, and they were the same for me too, are physical. So we go to a practice, you know, hoping to strengthen the body or improve flexibility. And that's exactly what I was hoping for myself. And then we have this possibility, if we're open to it, and if we want it, and really depending on who's teaching, um, to explore other aspects of yoga. I've explored many of the aspects of yoga because that was only my first teacher training that I did. I then have gone on to do other teacher training programs where I've explored a lot of other aspects of yoga, whether it would be meditation, mindfulness, um, sound work, breath work, of course. For me, the breath work is absolutely crucial. So We have a lot of modalities that we can actually work with, especially within yoga therapy, if we're trained as such. So tell me more about yoga therapy. Um, Who does that benefit in in particular? I mean, clearly it could benefit anybody, but where have you practiced the yoga therapy? In which situation? So I have and practice yoga therapy in group situations and individually. Group situations, I have worked with um, Parkinson's disease, addictions, cancer. I still work uh, work with um, the stroke organization. I teach chair yoga. So a very wide variety of different groups, for example. And then on one-to-one, it can be anything. It can be a muscular problem in the sense of uh, muscular skeletal, um, or it could be I'm dealing with somebody who may have heightened anxiety or autoimmune disease. And whatever it may be, we will address whatever's being presented physically, mentally, emotionally with the different tools to use yoga as a therapy to improve our well-being, if that explains it well enough. Yes, it does indeed. So it's very applicable to, you know, many people. It's quite interesting how... Uh, I think people think that it's uh, rather something you might go on a retreat for, but you're very much of the opinion that it can be added to our everyday lives. I actually um, teach that it should be part of our everyday life. And so I teach on what I call on and off the yoga mat. So the physical, when we come to class, we might practice um, sequences, and that's great. But what happens the rest of the time? That's only maybe an hour or two. It's then bringing in the different aspects of yoga um, into our daily life. And that could be I work or I practice my breathing or it could be I practice some mindfulness, um, whatever form that may take. So it really should be about bringing it absolutely 
off the mat and into daily life because it's only the practice, the regular practice, that is going to uh, give us this opportunity to make changes for the positive. And I guess because a lot of us are so sedentary working behind computers all day, every day, um, some of the impacts that you see on people's bodies as well as their mental state must be, you know, quite significant. You know, I know so many people with back issues. Absolutely. Back issues is major and stress issues are major as well. They're two things that come to my mind immediately. And yoga addresses both of them beautifully. And there's been an increase in the interest in mindfulness. And has that been born out of yoga? I personally believe so. If we think about it, mindfulness has been around for ages. I mean, it is part of yoga. My teacher in an interview said, I don't know what mindfulness in the Western world is, but I know what yogic mindfulness is. And what I mean by that is a lot of the practices within the mindfulness that I see or run in the courses, for example, are practices that I recognize as yoga practices, and they have been westernized. And that's great. That's fine. Um, John Kabat-Zinn, he studied Buddhism um, originally, if I remember rightly. And so he had this experience, I believe, and then brought what he knew and has expanded it within the Western world or so that we could resonate with it, however you want to put that. But as I said, a lot of the practices are what I would term or what I do in my yoga practice. So hence, maybe my teacher saying yogic mindfulness. Well, that's very interesting. Now, how many classes do you run a week, Stacey? I only run a few classes a week. That's my own choice. Um, I cut down a lot last year due to personal reasons. So I run a couple of women's only classes. I run a chair yoga class and also stroke class. I have quite a few one-to-one students. So I will be working with people on a one-to-one basis as well. And I run workshops as well. So you ran one recently, I believe. Could you tell us a little bit about that and the, the purpose of that workshop? Yeah, so this workshop is the Art of Breathing and Deep Relaxation. And it's something that, or these topics, I feel really passionate about on and off the yoga mat, actually, for different reasons. Most people I encounter nowadays don't know how to breathe. They can't breathe. They don't know what correct breathing is. So let's start with that. So in this workshop, I start from the basics. How are you actually breathing? What's happening with your own breath? And we do various exercises, exploring this, exploring the connection between the mind and the body. Moving on to then also looking at a particular breath that we do introduce into yogic movement, and then also practicing and experiencing deep relaxation, which in yoga is called yoga nidra. And in fact, um, one of my students likened it to a body scan in mindfulness, so that's quite interesting. Again, we have this similarity. So, the workshop which is taking place again, was based all around these topics. Really for the reason that they are so, or these topics are so important to our well-being. The breath has so much impact on our physical and mental and emotional well-being. Um, I can't stress that enough. 
And so many people are stressed and they need to learn techniques where they can relax. So this study is for me more important even in a way than moving the body. So interesting. I mean, why do you think it is that, you know, so many people are are suffering so much stress? Do you think that something's changed in society that means that, you know, stress is so, um, so prevalent? Absolutely. The lifestyles we lead, although we've advanced in many, many ways, we have so much more to do. And even if we look at it from social media, we're expected to do this and we're expected to do that. And all the different applications that we may be um, involved in. We have television, we have radio, we have, we're basically bombarded mentally from the minute we wake up until the minute we go to sleep. So we have constant mental chatter being forced upon us unless we can withdraw. So that already increases our stress levels. We're expected to work really hard and women nowadays, they may be working in and out of the home. So they've got sort of that double whammy life has changed. It's a very sad reflection on the fact that we are great as human beings at inventing new things. But actually, when we invent something, there's always the positive side and then the the negative side. You know, it's um, like if you imagine going back to discovering fire, for instance, fire can keep us warm, but it can be also used for evil to burn things down. So there's always this double, double-edged sword with, with new things that human beings are, are inventing, are creating, are developing. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that's really where I see yoga coming in or yoga therapy to support us. Because, you know, we can go to the gym, you can go for a run. If you want the physical, you want to get the adrenaline going, you want to release whatever, the stress, you can do that in many, many ways. But I love using the therapeutic or the other tools of yoga in order to support us because our lives are so stressful, because so much is put upon us. Yes, I think that, um, you know, this underpins what my um, teaching regarding productivity um, hints to uh, because it links up with this need to change our habits you know our habits are firmly ingrained the brain is actually working against us most of the time because the brain is very lazy and will take the path of least resistance and really I think the link between productivity and yoga is allowing the brain to recalibrate somehow so that you can make those changes. I totally agree with what you're saying. And if I sort of take it to the edge of where I state that if we can create more space mentally, we can have more clarity. And clarity, essentially, when you're running a business is what it's all about. If you don't have clarity at the beginning of the you know, the beginning of the year when you're goal setting and when you're doing your monthly reviews, just working because it's there is almost, I know it pays the bills, but it's, it becomes such a stressful exercise. And I think that what you've demonstrated in this, you know, short interview is that we all need to reflect on really what we're doing to ourselves. Uh, An unhealthy body and an unhealthy mind is no good to anybody, no matter 
how successful you are in your business. You know, that's the rub, isn't it? You can't run around with a with an unhealthy back or headaches because you're uh, stressed. And therefore, it, you know, it's that's no way to live your life. So I'm really pleased that I can introduce you to our Homepreneur community. Now, Stacey, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you? They can go onto my website, which is www.stacylandau.yoga. Um, if I've remembered it properly, <laughs> that would help. Um, and on there are all my contact details. And of course, people can phone me, they can email me. Um, so I'm open to whatever suits the person. Fantastic. Well, I will be writing up the show notes where you can find more about Stacey's contact details. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Homepreneur Show. And I look forward to speaking to you very soon.